0: Welcome to the inaugural edition of the Public Library Association's new podcast series FYI the Public Libraries podcast. I'm Kathleen Hughes, manager of publications for the Public Library Association and I'm also editor of our magazine Public Libraries. Our guest today is Douglas Crane. Douglas is director of the Palm Beach County Library System in Florida. He is relatively new to the director position, having been a director at Palm Beach County for a little over a year. He set about interviewing long-time and experienced public library directors on a variety of topics. Today we're going to find out what he learned. Welcome, Doug.
1: Well, thank you very much for having me on.
0: Why don't you tell us a little bit about your career prior to becoming a library director and how you decided you might want to pursue becoming a director?
1: Uh, Well, I'm one of these people who've worked in libraries my entire life. I started as a student employee or shelver Mm -hmm. for the Toronto Public Library System, after my mother told me it was time to get a job. Mm-hmm. So I thought libraries were a nice, safe place to work. And I enjoyed it so much, I got my master's degree from the University of Toronto mm-hmm. um, and thought I'd be working for Toronto Public Library. But in 1998, Canada was undergoing a recession, and I had to look elsewhere for full-time employment. And I thought, well, if i got to move somewhere, I may as well try somewhere sunny. Mm-hmm. So I ended up applying for the Palm Beach County Library System as a children's librarian and I was hired down here through the uh, NAFTA Free Trade Agreement in 1998. I worked through various positions um, and ended up becoming a branch manager in 2007. Mm -hmm. And during that time as a branch manager, I really got a taste for leading a library. And I started thinking about where my next position would be. Mm -hmm. And during a leadership program I was taking part in, in 2012, I had a mentor who really championed me and said that I, I had a lot of potential to go forward and really lead the department. And it was something I had never thought of before. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, due to a retirement, I I applied for and became the director for branch services for Palm Beach County in 2013. And that really gave me the last bit of experience I needed to go on and successfully apply to be the director. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was appointed director in 2014. I started thinking about learning more about the job because uh, it was still a bit of a mystery about what the director does other than just be the leader. And I started off um, by interviewing um, the current director at the time, John Callahan, whose retirement paved the way for me to become the director here in Palm Beach County.
0: Right. So that leads to my next question, which was how and why you decided to do these interviews and what you hope to learn.
1: Well, I've always been interested in leadership, and one of the people I've read a fair bit of is John Maxwell. Mm -hmm. And I remember hearing him speak one time about how he, um, when he was learning about leadership skills and concepts, he drafted up a list of different leaders that he wanted to interview, Mm -hmm. and he set about interviewing them to get their insights and experience on the topic of leadership. actually talk to other directors. Uh, So I decided to start local. As I mentioned, I talked to John Callahan first, and then I started with other directors in Palm Beach County and South Florida, and then all of Florida, um, since uh, it was kind of the easiest spot to start in. Mm -hmm. And then once I was appointed director, I began to tap into the Urban Libraries Council and ALA, and that gave me access to a number of other directors from across the country so earlier this year, I sent a notice out to the Urban Libraries Council asking if anyone would be interested in you know, uh, being interviewed about directorship, and I was greatly surprised at the number of people who responded back, saying that they'd be willing to talk to me. And I was, after my conversations with them, I discovered that these people were really some of the leaders and most influential thinkers in the profession, so I was extremely flattered that they took the time out to talk to me.
0: Did you do phone interviews, or did you email?
1: A couple people I exchanged emails with. uh, Others, I did phone interviews. And wherever possible, though, I like to sit down with them Mm face-to-face. So I met with a few people, for example, at the Florida Library Association Conference, and this summer... I met many of them over at the American Libraries Association Conference in San Francisco. Um, So it was a little bit of, however I could get in touch with them, I got in touch with them.
0: You mentioned John Maxwell. Do you recall any of the insights that he gathered that might help our library listeners in their leadership quests?
1: John Maxwell is, is, uh, is a great expert on the topic of leadership. In fact, I would say that if someone's interested in the topic... Um, reading his material is basically Leadership 101, mm-hmm. because he takes a lot of different concepts around leadership and writes and speaks in a style that's very easy to understand. Um, you know, he's a pastor by training as well as an executive coach, so he's got that easy style of talking and communicating mm-hmm. things that make it fun to listen to, and he often adds very humorous stories into his uh, to illustrate his points central concept of leadership according to john is that leadership is all about influence it's how you are able to influence people to follow you to listen to you to you know basically believe your vision and mission and the degree that you can influence people really illustrates the degree of your leadership skills and uh, a couple books if readers want to start with them would be the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership mm-hmm and developing the leader within you. Now, um, another leadership expert, and some people may not think of him as a leadership expert, that really helped revolutionize my work is David Allen, the author of Getting Things Done. Uh, When I came across it about three years ago, this book totally transformed the way I do my work and the way I approach my work. um, Because GTD is basically a primer for developing those executive skills and naturally lead one to leadership. Um, You know, some of its core concepts are really keeping things out of your head to allow creativity to flow Mm -hmm. and finding ways to define your purpose and clarifying your actions and goals. It's a very complete system, and I I freely tell people that Mm -hmm. without getting things done, I never would have become a director.
0: So back to your research, what did you learn in the arena of finance from these experienced directors?
1: Well, I think the, one of the first things I've learned is that I don't know much about finance. Um, and I think that's a very common thing for people coming through the library profession is that we often learn about, you know, how to select books or how to answer reference questions, but how to manage a large budget for a system is something that I think most directors have indicated they had to learn on the job. Uh, and that has certainly been uh, a big challenge for me. In fact, it was one of the things I recognized Um, when I was getting set to interview for the position was that this was a big gap. And um, our longtime assistant director, Sharon Hill, the one piece of advice that really stuck out when she um, spoke to me about my aspirations for directorship was to really learn about the budgeting process. So I came across uh, the University of Georgia's Carl Viason School of Government, had two courses which I took online, introductory budget and capital improvement programs that really gave me a lot of insight into how to, you
0: know, at least
1: understand what the basic process is. Um, because, you know, right now like I have a budget of $52 million for this current fiscal year. And while I have a great chief financial officer who um, watches the money as if it's his own, uh, you know, it, it's still, I think, money issues are one of the things that I see can sink a director very quickly. Um, so understanding that has been a big piece of my... Um, Of my development as a director.
0: Right. Um, And then next, politics.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, uh, one thing that many directors pointed out to me was that politics is really a key part of the library director position, whether you like it or not. And again, dealing with politics is a skill that's not really taught in library school or for most people moving up through the profession, it's one that they usually don't touch until they get to that point of being a director. And You know, there's two aspects to it that I found from speaking to um, the different directors across the country. One is that, you know, you're in a position where you're a community leader, and being a community leader means a lot of eyes are paying attention to what you're doing. So personal failings or ethical situations can sink a directorship very quickly, and being exposed like that is a real problem if you're not doing things properly. Um, The second piece that I found, too, is the importance of reaching out to the local political leaders um, and community leaders for support. Um, One thing I think many of the directors pointed out was that libraries were really hard hit during the recession, and part of that may have been that we just did not develop the best political connections that we could have to preserve our budgets. Uh, so, one of the takeaways that I did here during my first year was reach out to our um, county's legislative affairs department. The Palm Beach County Library System is, um, is a department of the county government, and we have a very um, active and very uh, skilled legislative affairs department and director. So, I met with him early on, and then this past year, I've been, um, he helped me arrange meetings with members of our state's legislative delegation, the ones that were directly um, elected here in Palm Beach County. And I did basically advocacy tours with them. I invited them to come to my libraries, tell them about our issues. And in Florida, the big issue is the amount of money for state aid for libraries. It's been shrinking, and we really need to turn that around. So, you know, that was one of the things I something that I had to do to step out of the box is uh, I was not normally someone who'd be comfortable calling or contacting a politician's office. And this was something that I realized if I want to be effective in my job, this is a skill I need to develop. And uh, we were actually, I was pleasantly surprised because every political, uh, every every um, politician or their aide that I met really expressed a love for libraries, so it turned out to be a lot easier to speak to them than I first thought.
0: Based on your research, libraries can fall into politically sensitive situations. Yes,
1: yes. I was, uh, Chris Murray is the director for the West Palm Beach City Library. Um, that was one of the pieces of advice he gave to me is, you know, just think about what it be if, if people know. If it got on the newspaper, would you be comfortable having people read it?
0: The next topic was vision.
1: Pretty much all to a a person, uh, the library directors really felt that casting the vision for the organization is a fundamental rule of being the director um, because it's the director who's at that point where they can look ahead and see where the organization needs to go. And if the director's not casting a vision out, it can lead to stagnation and cause the library to fall behind the times. Uh, Steve Potter um, from Midcontinent Public Library was very frank about this in fact uh, he pointed out that one of his challenges was that he so he could get so caught up in chasing his vision that he would he had the risk of leaving the rest of his library system behind so he had to learn how to measure getting people to move forward with him but not going so fast that he left everyone behind and I know certainly looking as I've toured around my library system and met with my staff I can see that there's there's that um, tension that's always in there
0: relating to vision is we
1: want to go forward and move forward and stay with the times, but there's sort of this comfort in the way that we've done things in the past, and how do the director's role is partly to create enough tension to get people to move, but creating the security in them to know that when they take the move, they're going to land somewhere that's going to still be a good place, you know, and they have. That's where the vision builds. You know, one of the fundamental things about creating the vision
0: mm-hmm.
1: is also building the trust. Because right. without the trust, people won't follow the vision.
0: Right. So, um, so are you working on a vision for your library, or have you already? We recently
1: updated our mission statement, which had been uh, unchanged for about 22 years. Mm-hmm. And we are. Our mission statement is to connect communities, inspire thought, and enrich lives. And we've also been working on a. Uh, vision statement now, because uh, I actually, this past summer, I read the work of uh, Simon Sinek, his mm-hmm. book, Start With Why, and that really captured my attention about how to how to really clarify a vision. You have to come down to the why. So I've been looking at a few things, and um, one concept that I've been discussing with my staff right now traveling to each department, each division and each branch, is the work of Valerie Gross with her Libraries Equal Education philosophy and I've been bringing that out and polling the staff on how they react to it because I know personally there are there's concepts about it that I really like and then there's things that I think eh, that they don't work for me or for the system. So I'm trying to I'm presenting this to the staff to mm-hmm. help to see where their comfort level with it is and and how far we want to go into that.
0: So that leads us right into strategic planning.
1: Strategic planning is um certainly something that all the directors know that they have to do. Um, because, while it's all fine and great to have a vision. If you don't have a plan to achieve that vision, you're not—it's never going to come about. Um, you know, I—I I, I fall back to like uh, with David Allen and getting things done. He points out how you know a vision without a mission is not going to get you anywhere. But a mission without a vision will also do the same thing; it won't get you anywhere, essentially. So, the strategic planning is the nuts and bolts on how to fulfill the vision.
0: On outreach, what did you find out? In
1: terms of outreach, I was looking at really as much community engagement um, as sort of the, the more traditional core concepts of outreach. But how important it is for the community to be involved, you know, when I... Mentioned earlier, looking at politics, mm-hmm. there is that level of making sure you have the political support. But underlying right. all that political support has to be a strong community support. Mm-hmm. And without that, um, the library is not going to do well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, there's a lot of conversation about how to create neighborhood library leaders out there to be the advocates for the library everywhere they go. Um, you know, in some places, have to take this really seriously. Uh, the Kent Library District in Michigan, they have a um, – every 10 years, the voters have to reauthorize the uh, the library's district. And if they fail to do that, the library system will close. Mm-hmm. So they have a very strong right. incentive to make sure that they're well-connected to the community. Right. And
0: in your article, you mentioned um, embedding your staff in uh, local city departments.
1: This was a concept that came across from Jamie LaRue, who's a former library director from
0: mm-hmm. Colorado.
1: You're probably familiar with yes. her. Yes. He had started this concept, I think it was in Douglas County. Mm -hmm. That's where he was based. Right. And um, we were talking, we'd been talking about it for a while here, so we decided to launch a pilot program um, this past year. And having Palm Beach County has a very large county government with multiple departments, so I thought the easiest way to begin such a program would be to reach out to the different departments because they had all been hit very hard with the recession, Mm -hmm. and many of them had cut back, and I knew that they would appreciate the extra um, the extra support yes. that we could give them. Uh-huh. So we did a pilot program, reached out to eight different departments, and uh, the results were very good. Right. Um, we got a lot of positive feedback, and mm-hmm. the types of questions and responses that people had for our librarians was phenomenal. Right,
0: yeah, I'm, I'd be interested to hear some, some, some of the tasks they set the librarians to.
1: Um, well, for example, um, I'll go back to Legislative Affairs, that was one of the departments mm-hmm. we worked with, And the librarian there handled quite an eclectic mix of questions, for example, um, what would happen in Florida if the Cuban embargo was lifted, Mm -hmm. um, what the effect of crime crime is in communities based Mm -hmm. on the amount of lighting, and even what's the viability of a third political party in the United States, Uh which was neat. Um, Mm -hmm. And then the other one that was really unique Mm -hmm. was our public um, safety um, department. They handle our emergency operations center. And what they wanted was uh, to have two librarians who'd be available uh-huh. if there was an activation, you know, in case, for example, we had a hurricane right. coming on shore. Uh-huh. They would go and live in the operations center, and they would synthesize information for the government leaders uh-huh. who were also bunkered down there right. and be able to give them, you know, half-hour hourly reports uh-huh. um, to help enhance the emergency response. So, uh-huh librarians who are now fully trained in all aspects of public safety management who are now available on call for an emergency.
0: How did the librarians feel about the experience?
1: By and large, they were very happy to have an opportunity to um, use their research skills Mm -hmm. um, in different ways.
0: So let's focus on leadership now.
1: I think one of the things that I found, um, again, I think it was Steve Potter who mentioned it, was how important it is for him to grow the leaders under them. And I think by and large, almost every library director really talked about making sure you build that team of people underneath you who can take charge. Because, uh, uh, you know, I rec- one of the things I, I always have to be careful with myself as a leader is wanting to jump in and take care of other people's problems to try and help them solve issues. And I found that if I if I do that all the time, I'm never going to be able to do more than that. So building a strong team under me is very important. One of
0: the things you mentioned in the article is that character it, is important to leadership.
1: It's so vital to a director. Um, and what I see a lot of that is uh, that select- successful directors really show that passion and commitment to their libraries and the profession. One of the funniest bits of advice I got was from Richard McDonald and from, in Wisconsin. He basically said, don't be a jerk. <laughs> yeah, um, by That's that, good and advice don't in don't life, it, too. <laughs> but don't take advantage of others or manipulate yeah. them to reach your goal. So
0: one more question related to your research. Um, what, what do you think was the most surprising takeaway? I
1: think the thing that most surprised me was really how willing and eager all these directors were to take their time to to share their knowledge and wisdom with someone. In in many cases, they had never met before, Mm -hmm. and they just kind of blindly responded to a a cry from a listserv, you know, and uh, they were all friendly and eager to help out, and I think that's one of the things that I I took away from this was that these library directors are all you know i think it's something true about the library profession in general is that we're very friendly people Mm -hmm. and we're very helpful people i think pretty much anyone who gets into the library profession they're certainly not doing it for the money you
0: know (laughs) they're doing it
1: because they really want to make a difference and help out
0: excellent well thank you very much for joining us today i'm
1: very honored to be part of your first podcast
0: look for doug's article in the november december issue of public libraries which will be arriving in your inboxes in december